Tim. Hey, what's up, Michael? Good to hear your voice. How are you? It's been a while. It has been a while. Uh, early June, time is flying, yeah. and a lot has happened in the past like month. <laughs> yeah, I see <clears throat> you're in your new office. Yeah, I guess I can give you a quick little tour. Nice. Of- this is why you want the video, folks. Come on. Right. Whoa, my cat. cat. <laughs> Got my mini fridge right there. And to be clear, not your wife. We're not talking about your wife. You didn't say. She is working. <laughs> okay. And then, yeah, that's down the hall. But I have my own room. Very cool. Have my own office, finally. Good. Get some World of Warcraft going in there. All the, the whole thing. Yeah. Just doing things like this. The podcast. We've been playing D&D. And that shit used to just interrupt cat's life <laughs> yeah your dead center living room area totally <laughs> now you can shut the door and be away all right i'm gonna roll this uh d12 but i have bless on so add a plus four mm-hmm. to my uh, attack roll here yeah she didn't want to hear any of that crap i know what that means of course <laughs> well uh I'm gonna. I'm, I just cracked a beer. I'm. Let me tell you. I am tired. <laughs> we uh, today is. We just talked that it's Tuesday. So my son is three weeks old today, I believe. Holy shit! Yeah, it's flying by, but also, the past few days have been long days. Um, to get. Brian said something in our group message that gave me solace. I was like, don't get too high or too low about anything these days because everything's like two week cycles, if not shorter. So, but it started out pretty easy. I got a little cocky in the beginning. I was like, shit, man, it's, this is a piece of cake. And now it's a little more challenging. He's uh, a cranky little guy. <laughs> Really wants to, uh, you know, it's tough to get him to, I mean, he'll fall asleep on your body, you know, especially Mm -hmm. Tammy glued to you, which is all well and good until you want to do, you know, anything else and try to put him down. Then it's like a whole fucking thing, (laughs) but yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I knew what I was getting into. I'm not an idiot. Uh, I knew it was going to be tough and I knew it was going to be tired and I'm tired and it is tough and it's, you know, a tired, it's not like regular tired where you stay up too late one night and go to, and have to get up early for work. Right. It's like drink maybe one more coffee and and you're fine. Yeah. It's just a constant state of not having more than a few hours sleep in a row for days and days. So it's just, you got to be extra careful driving your car and stuff Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you're, you're just fucking out of it. And, um, but it's fun. You know, what can you do? This is life. This is what we, uh, it's what we're in for for the next 35 years. (laughs) I, I think, you know, I got to text him to, drop our episode but he talked a lot about oh you guys recorded we did oh good Uh, good good and and he he said something similar where well kind of similar to what you're talking about where his son was in the nick nicu for about a week or so i think it was nine days i think it was what he said uh but while oliver his son was in there that kind of got him already on a schedule like a regimented sleep for for three hours and then eat and then sleep for three hours and eat. And then like when he came home, he was still on that schedule. And then about two weeks in all of a sudden that, that stopped. Yeah. So he did have this like false sense of like, Oh, I got this Yeah, (laughs) for sure. That's exactly because the doctor said, because when you first get him home, you have to feed him every three hours, including overnight. So even if he's dead asleep in the middle of the night, you got to set your alarm at three in the morning and get up and force his ass up and feed him. But then he like got um, gained enough weight where the doctor was like, you don't got to set an alarm at night anymore. Just feed him every three hours in the day and at night he'll wake up. 
Well, we were like, oh shit, now it got even easier, but now, now it's like, now it's even fucking harder for whatever reason. Now he's like, definitely not. He's like, no, nah, I want to definitely not sleep more than three hours. Fuck you guys. <laughs> but what but can yeah, you do? Does he, is he showing like any personality traits already? Um, not, I mean, sorta. I mean, he's very, bossy and <laughs> cranky um and he like he'll definitely he definitely gets pissed off and like swings his little arms at you and stuff it's cute and other than that he's just cute but he's very alert like he's always looking around and stuff and but no he's still three weeks he's still basically just just a little guy he's just yeah. so tiny and that's fun Almost like a little alien. So, yeah, pretty hasn't much. Hasn't quite grown into his body yet. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, for as hard as it is, it's still pretty easy and most, like, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Um, just worry 24 hours a day that he's <laughs> suffocating. <laughs> That's what I do. Uh, oh, is that not normal? <laughs> but it's fun. But. Let me show you on my camera. So we got home and then you see that, see the ceiling oh, above me. Boy. Yep. So a couple, you know, maybe a week or so after he was born, I wake up and the refrigerator's making a crazy sound. It's like, that's not normal. Uh, so I'm listening and listening. I'm like, okay, I've narrowed it down. It's, I pull the fridge out and I have to, uh, turn the water off that leads from the wall into the fridge for the ice maker. Mm -hmm. Something's going on. There's some moisture on the floor. I'm like, shit. So I clean that up. But then I come downstairs and it's like, uh Oh, cause it's like, apparently there was a lot of water for a long time. Cause it's all flooding through the ceiling, dripping down onto the new carpet, onto the furniture. And it's like, Great. We just fucking finished this goddamn family room from the last time it flooded. And now it's happened again. Unbelievable. Like we, like it couldn't have been better timing. We just put the finishing touches. It's, I'm starting to decorate, you know, putting up all the shit on the shelves and stuff, getting it looking right. Putting stuff on the walls finally. Yeah. Fucking floods. Gotta call insurance. Because luckily, last time the flood came from the rain, which if you don't know, insurance companies, unless you have flood insurance through the government, tell you to go fuck yourself. Not our problem. <laughs> we don't care. No matter what. If the rain hits the ground outside that makes it into your house, deal with it yourself. Yeah, you might as well be a black person in Katrina. Yeah, you're fucked. Go away. You're not. I don't even want to talk to you. <laughs> but luckily, this was all internal, covered. It, you know, so call the insurance company. They send out Serve Pro. So we got a newborn in the house. Serve Pro comes out upstairs in the kitchen. They set up two fans. And a gigantic dehumidifier mm. down here in the basement. They set up, I'm just going to say six fans blowing on the carpet and the ceiling and another giant dehumidifier all on 24 hours a day <laughs> for, I mean, the first guy didn't come to check for two days later and he just came to basically empty the trash can that the dehumidifier was leaking into. Right. So it's like, we got this one year or this this one week old and we have this so we're sleep deprived and there's just this constant I mean we have white noise mate like we have fans and stuff that we use but this is a whole nother level of just constant barrage of noise and there's huge pieces of equipment that smell like shit because they were probably just in some other basement that was flooded with shit in your kitchen. So you fucking want to go get a cup of coffee. You're walking around all this shit that's just blowing and 
and making all this goddamn racket. Yeah, did it have that, you know, like mildewy, moldy? Yes, it smelled like this shit was just like this is dirty stuff and it stinks. And it (laughs) it was like, this is probably great for my son to be breathing in right now. (laughs) But just constant. The one day I turned all the shit in the kitchen off because it was like, and I just, I needed, I just off. need a break. I just need a break. Yes. <laughs> and then they came that day. And then a guy from surf pro was like, uh, did you turn the dehumidifier off? Like, <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah, I did this morning. <laughs> and he was like, I'm going to need, you got to leave it on. <laughs> he was like, you could turn the fans off sometimes, but you got to leave that dehu on. I was like, just get out of my house. I'm about to fucking lose my goddamn mind. <laughs> So he left, and then it was like another day or two, and then they finally came and cut a huge piece. Well, no, no, no. The second to last day they were here, they came and cut this giant hole in the ceiling mm-hmm. where that's like it was leaking through there to blow air up there. And then they came, and they finally <clears throat> took all their shit out and then told me a guy from Surf Pro construction team will be in contact today or tomorrow to um come give us whatever they have to do to to fix it it's basically like a piece of drywall maybe two didn't give us any contact information for this person that was five days ago haven't heard a peep (laughs) great (laughs) since then the insurance adjuster came out and he looked at everything and took his notes and stuff i've been emailing him you know, I've been in contact with people from farmers. Uh, sorry to dox my own insurance company that I used to work <laughs> at, but but and been like, hey, uh, because I want the money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Give me course. the fucking check. I'll yeah. put up the goddamn ceiling, but whatever, you know, steps are in the way. If we got to get this thing, they send this motherfucker out. I don't know who to call. <laughs> so. You know, I'm emailing these people, no response. So that's where we're at right now. Everything's dry. There's no smell. Everything's A-OK. But we just got to, you know, put the fucking shit back together. And it's just, you know, one more fucking thing. That's if I don't have enough on my plate. But hey, God <laughs> gives his toughest battles, huh? It's just, I just can't believe that the basement flooded. On the new fucking carpet. When we just, my dad just finished the paint. And we just finished the fucking hard floor. It's just, you know, what do you do? Are you cursed? I don't know. I mean, I'm always trying to be optimistic, but it, at least it doesn't smell. Yeah. Like, because, like, I don't know. I, I even remember back to growing up in Drexel Hill, our basement never flooded, but there, I think it was Hurricane Floyd. Uh, finally, our basement flooded where it was like ankle ish. Oh, shit. That's serious. Yeah, and that it was after that that my dad finally got like a sub pump or whatever. Yeah. Um yeah, like sump. It, it yeah, sump pump. Sump pump. Yeah. Not like a submarine, a sump. <laughs> anyway, like that there always was like a lingering smell from it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I don't know, it's just like something that gets like ingrained in the foundation in, in a way. For sure. It's like once it's wet, it's eternally wet. Right. At some level. That's, but whatever. Um, so yeah, that's that. Hopefully, you know, I mean, I'm at a thousand bucks anyway. But that's actually not as bad as I thought it would be. No, no. Luckily, it was all covered. So the first thousand's on me. And then whatever. Then we'll see where we're at from there. But you know what I mean? Yeah. That's not too bad. No. Uh, you know, I uh, I was considering, I'm such like a fucking pussy. Like, because the dude was like, the adjuster was like, just email me a list of like anything that got damaged. And, uh, you know, uh, my estimate of what you think <laughs> it, would, it would cost and all that. And I was like, okay. So I sent him like, you know. Everything that got wet and uh, like I could, I could have pushed it, and I didn't add all. You know what I mean? I could have been like, "Oh, I got on my computer, my computer's toast." You know, I need a new MacBook <laughs> or whatever. But I was like, "Well, five T-shirts, uh, ranging in <laughs> price from this to this, 
one chair. I couldn't find the exact price. I think it's a, like just you know most people would be like chair five thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah. I'm an honest guy. What can I say? Sue me. Same. String me up. It's like it's part of our character. That's not something we're not we're not grifters. Right. You know? We're not. I will not. I don't want to get you know caught up for insurance fraud, no matter how light. For sure. <laughs> anyway, so did you diagnose that like you just had to replace the the you know water? Oh yeah, a plumber tube? came out that day and fixed it. I guess I'm out twelve hundred bucks because that was two fifty because insurance doesn't. So like if a pipe bursts in your house, right? Insurance will. F- fix everything that gets damaged, but you have to fix the pipe. So mm-hmm. I had to, I had to fix the, the little plastic tube that's less than three years old for 250 bucks. <laughs> Whatever. That's life in the big city. Oh yeah. But how are you doing? How was, uh, how's the new neighborhood? It's, it's great. Yeah. Um, nice. So yeah, we we settled on May 11th. We moved in here on May 21st. That was a Sunday. Movers showed up at like 8:30. Um, they were scheduled for two guys, but they threw on an extra guy. I guess just because he was on the schedule and didn't have a job to do. Uh-huh. And thank God he was because we ended up having a good amount of stuff. Um, but yeah, we were pretty much fully moved in here. Like. Movers were done by say one forty five, two o'clock. Oh damn. Yeah. So they were they were pretty efficient. Um the the one guy, his name is Malcolm. Shout out Malcolm. He was like the guy that stood in the truck while the other two brought the stuff down <laughs> and he tetrised it, you know, packed that truck. Cause I was also worried that the truck wasn't going to be big enough. Cause yeah. that, once we got everything packed, I'm looking around the apartment, I'm like, this is a lot of stuff. Right, right. Um, but no, man, he packed that thing to the roof and he was even like, as they'd come down and leave something, he'd be like, all right, go gra- grab me that like tan chest that's next to the desk. You know, like he knew exactly yeah. what pieces he wanted next. That's great. Yeah. And, and by the, by the time they were packed, it, you know, three fourths filled the truck. So if he wasn't that efficient, it w- might've been a struggle. So, uh, but yeah, we were in, uh, Comcast came out around like right after those guys left, like right around two 30. Uh, and this was the one that I was really nervous about. Cause it's Sunday. I have to work on Monday. Uh. Ideally remote, but like I knew if Comcast wasn't going to work out, I could either go into the office or maybe even run over my parents' house and just work from there. Yeah. Um, but no, like he, he was able to work it out. And the reason I was concerned was that, I even noticed this when we first look at the place. There's not a single cable outlet in here. Really? <laughs> yeah. So, and and like there are a lot of people on this block that have dishes on their on their houses. So uh-huh. maybe they just all get dish or you know direct TV or whatever. Yeah. So maybe just had never been wired for cable. I don't know. But the guy he was able to work it all out. He like ran a cable from the fucking telephone pole on the street. Uh down through the basement and then popped it up right behind my television. He was in and out about, you know, hour and a half, two hours. Like it was a project, but he was able to do it. No problem. And then I, I knew that my computer, it's been hardwired to the internet since like 2009 or 2010, that it doesn't even have a wireless card in it. Yeah. (laughs) But I already had one ready to rock and roll, so I installed that, and it gets great reception to the proximity of where the router is at. So, you know, my internet connectivity is great. Um, that all worked out. And, you know, had TV that night. We have a couch. Like, the, the main necessities in the house were, were good. So now it's just the gradual, slow process of, like, I mean, as you can see right behind me here, I have, like, pictures need to be hung and curtains and just you know actually decorating the place you know mm-hmm. now when you unloaded all this like your full apartment of stuff into your house did it look like a small amount of stuff like a apartment's worth of stuff in a house was it a lot the kitchen looked a lot like no. the kitchen looked like holy crap this is a lot of stuff <laughs> um 
and I just took it upon myself one day. I unpacked all of it, yeah. and and then wow, did it open up some space? <laughs> and I think I did that too because I could tell Cat. I don't know. I just I think initially she just wasn't too happy for in the first few days just because there was a lot of clutter, um, you know. So it wasn't completely livable yet, mm. <laughs> you know. Like we could we couldn't even make like you know mac and cheese on the stove at that point right so after i unpacked the kitchen that definitely made her feel better uh made her like at least that part of the house a lot better yeah and then you know i'm just here a lot more so i I just took it upon myself to like there was a lot of boxes that just needed to go to the basement you know and i did all that um all my clothes are unpacked like just box after box after box unpack 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 and now like she finally had a a whole day yesterday to like really start making it look nice and then by about you know dinner time yesterday is when i think she finally felt like okay this is pretty sweet (laughs) oh nice that's good oh and my my parents already brought over a grill that was like our uh housewarming gift and cat bought a little like patio set or it's like a little sectional couch which is gorgeous Uh, my parents brought over a couple flower pots that you know give it some ambiance i've already used the grill like way too many times because I just love a grill. It's so quick. It's so easy. Um, this is the time to grill. It's grilling season, dude. Get totally. out there. Oh, and it was in perfect time for Memorial Day weekend. Hey. Which, so, so, so nice. Um, and actually, Kat's parents. So we we still technically had the apartment until the 31st of May because mm. we, we had to pay for the entire month of May. Um, we went back over there like uh, one of both mine and cat's days off her parents just offered to help us clean and we were like well we're not gonna say no to that because of course not like cat and i could have done it in probably about four ish hours but with their help we did it in like one or one and a half hours um one last remaining thing that didn't go was our couch from the apartment which was like a really big nice sectional couch it would there it was it just wasn't gonna fit anywhere in here um, so that was like the last thing to take care of cat, put it on Facebook market initially for, I don't know, maybe like a hundred bucks, maybe 50, nothing really happened with it. So then she just made it free. And like the last day, the 31st, someone came and grabbed it. Cat had to help him get it out <laughs> of the apartment, but they got it out and it's gone. So we should be receiving a security deposit back. You think uh, you, we get it back? I think so. Cause like by the time we were leaving, <clears throat> I think that truly is just for like serious damage. Mm. Like if you, if you're leaving it with a broken kitchen cabinet, a hole in the wall, make sure the bathroom's decent, make sure the floors are decent. And they were, it was fine. Mm. I, I, like I, and even in comparison, not just to that apartment, like other apartments I'd left, I got my security deposits back because I think that's all they're really looking for. Okay. They're going to go in there with a professional cleaner, no matter what, you know, it's, yeah. it's not like they're trying to take your security deposit to pay for that. Or maybe they are because they're fucking slumlords, which a lot of landlords are. Right. But. Yeah. It depends. I think it depends where you live. I always totally. thought like that was just gone. That <laughs> money. Like, but whatever. Let's I mean, see. yeah, it, it, it's, it's been interesting. You know, it, it is a big issue in the entire country right now home ownership versus just your living quarters and how expensive it is to just rent or own is kind of absurd, absurd right now. Yes. But it, in the end, I'm very happy where we ended up. I think we got a really good price um, for, for what we got. Um, and yeah, to your initial question, man, like I know nothing of this area. So to dox myself, I'm in Mount Airy. It's right next to Chestnut Hill. Mm-hmm. And the only place for me that rings a bell that's close by is like Manioc Roxborough growing up in upper Darby. Like I, I was saying this Keenan, like we, we know, we know upper Darby. We know some Philly, mainly like South Philly. Mm-hmm. And then we know the shore. That's it. Like that's, that's our realm. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? And anything outside of that, nothing, you know? So, so I didn't know anything about this area, Germantown Avenue, which eventually becomes Germantown Pike. As you take it further, like, Northwest. Um, that is the main drag that I'm only like a block from. Okay. And it's cool as hell. There's just like this cool town. Like it, it, like, and I didn't realize that this is what we were getting. Cat did of course, but 
you know, all along, we the one thing we loved about Westchester is the walkability. And also there was like a community tight knit feel to that town. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to try to recreate that. And like, that's why we were kind of looking at Wilmington. I do like the certain neighborhoods in Wilmington. I got that feel there. Mm -hmm. I got that vibe. Um, I didn't know what to expect here, but now that I've been here for not even, it's been two weeks and like two days. Yeah. I already feel that man. Like even just like, driving to like my local citizens bank and like driving to my <laughs> local, like, or I can actually walk to a hardware store, you know, like just doing those little things. And, and it feels like there is a sense of community here. And and that's as, as uh dorky or kind of cliche as it is. It's, it's heartwarming. It's nice. No, that's great, dude. That's the juice right there. I'm happy but, for you. And like already I've been to home deep. Well, I'll just say, air quotes home depot i'll yeah. just encompass all hardware stores i've been to a hardware store i think like seven times in this like little over two weeks already and i thought i would hate that aspect of it but no i kind of like dig walking around and like it it truly is like a dad's Dude, like play, playground <laughs> and it's like you can do whatever you want you know what i mean and yeah. like oh i want to build some uh <laughs> shelving attached to the wall go ahead you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's all free game. That's that's yeah, that's great. And like to to what's going on with your, you know, fridge taking a dump like mm-hmm. that. I've already like I'm already getting thrown right into home ownership role cuz even though this is a, a flipped place, so everything's brand new, there are some things that I wish they would have done differently. Like Oh, for sure, dude. How quick did they flip it? You never know. Totally. Like my, my biggest complaint was the hot water heater. So the shower was at best lukewarm. It was, it was fine. Mm -hmm. Like you could, you weren't shivering. I need my skin coming off personally, (laughs) (laughs) but like the hot water heater in the basement, it's right up against a wall. It's sitting on a couple like big old cinder blocks, but the side that's against the wall is where the damn panels are to adjust the fucking temperature. <laughs> That's a fuck up. <laughs> so like I showed it to my dad and he was like, Oh crap, you're going to have to hook up a hose and like drain the thing to then like turn it. Yeah. Get, you know, and I was like, Oh man, that's going to be a whole project. But then I went back down and looked at it and I was like, you know what? I bet I can hoss this thing around. And it just like, a lunatic i i just bear hugged this thing and slowly <laughs> but surely it took me like a solid 10 to 15 minutes oh. just one inch at a time turn that fucker around and i i got to the controls change the temperature we have a nice hot shower now that's great that's great that's one thing i'm afraid to touch is the hot water heater i don't for whatever reason i just think it's a like a fucking bomb ready to go off right so it is electric and i i, I looked at the tubes it doesn't have like hard plastic yeah. coming out of it so it's like flexible tubing coming out of it so that's why i felt safe by just turning it it's not gonna like all of a sudden like a hot water tube is gonna fly out Burn and scald me with yeah, yeah. Fucking hot. <laughs> turn me into two face or something yeah what hospital would you go to uh <laughs> good question <laughs> i guess i should look into that <laughs> uh so but yeah the, uh, what, Th- those little yeah. projects too, yeah. like when you complete them, like <laughs> it's so funny how like going to school never gave me any sort of sense of accomplishment. <laughs> my, my certifications I got for IT, yeah. they definitely did. Yeah, but now like these little projects, like e- the the fact that there wasn't a mailbox on the place, ah. so I had to figure out. So it also has vinyl siding, and I was I really didn't want to drill into the vinyl siding because apparently like that can get water you're letting moisture in, in yes exactly yes. so i i finally found on amazon these little like hooks you can put under the vinyl to like hang a mailbox and it worked it's like kind of flimsy it can easily come off yeah. but it's on the damn wall yeah. and even that just gave me so much satisfaction you know <laughs> <laughs> and i told my brother about it and you know you know he he laughed but he said he's like yeah man you just gotta like make a big ass list and don't look at it as like this over encompassing like Mount Everest that you'll never climb. Just like you one by one, knock a thing off here, knock a thing off there, and you'll eventually make it a home. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, that's great, Tim. Yeah. 
so that's where we're at. Um, the drive's yeah, our, okay. Oh yeah, the drive's great. Like now, coming from Westchester, my one day a week I would have to go into the office. It only took like twelve to fifteen minutes to drive there. Now it takes about forty, but mm-hmm. that's not a big deal. I was more worried about Cat, who actually has to go to work, like <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> right sorry my mistake um yeah her drive is fine it's like a perfect 25 to 30 minutes yeah um which from westchester was about like 20 mm-hmm. so it's not that much further uh especially the time that so she does just make her way to 76 and just shoot down 76 right to kop right but at the time she's going it's like 10 30 a.m and when she's coming home it's 10 30 p.m. or 11 p.m. or later so it's it's not, not that too bad yeah fuck 76 <laughs> totally man <laughs> such a nightmare but like aside from just the town right here i i have already been able to experience like i'm right next to philadelphia and i, I think i'm definitely gonna tap into that and utilize the city yeah. like i went to a concert uh just a week ago last tuesday and I was looking into public transportation. There is a bus that kind of takes you down where you'd have to pick up an L. The whole thing would take an hour. And then I looked at an Uber that costs like, it was like 25 bucks. And it took 30 minutes Mm -hmm. to get to the Fillmore, that is. Um, And I was like, yeah, screw it. I'm just going to (laughs) Uber. Right. (laughs) With the the transfer makes it tough. If it was like hop on the bus, hop off in front, that's, that's one thing. What um, we, we you told me was it thrice you saw? Yeah, yeah. So I thought saw thrice. They're uh, doing a twenty year anniversary of one of their albums, "Artists in the Ambulance." They also re released the album. Mm-hmm. I haven't bought it yet. Um, it's it's kind of like they actually did a podcast, only like a handful of episodes long, about the whole creation of the initial album, like certain stressful situations they went through, certain like uh pressures of like people wanting to do the song this way other people wanting to do the song that way you know that kind of thing and then in hindsight like what they had always wanted certain songs to sound like and that's why they ended up re-releasing it's not the way they put it didn't sound like a cash grab but in the back (laughs) of my mind i'm like it kind of sounds like a cash grab that's all right the music industry's in the toilet right (laughs) there's no way to make money unless you tour every day of your life totally Fuck it. But, yeah, that was the first time I'd ever been to one of those, like, they just play an album from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And then they played um, probably like 30 to 45 more minutes of just songs, yeah. including an encore. Yeah. Uh, it was a tight, like, two-hour concert. It really wasn't that long. Um, but, I mean, the the album alone, I think, is only like 45 to 50 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Any, anyway, so it was kind of a cool thing. I I knew of these types of tours of plenty of artists are doing where they do these anniversary tours and they play an album from start to finish. Mm -hmm. I've seen two of them, I believe. Okay. And I'm a big fan of it, especially because both of them were bands where they had a particular album that I got super into, but I didn't get into their entire catalog. So it's like perfect for me. It was like, yeah, just play every single song of yours that I know. And then a couple other big hits, like you said, they'll throw in some other ones at the end. But uh, yeah, I saw Say Anything. Oh, Uh, that was a wild show. It was, well, it was like Say Anything and Saves the Day, both played full albums. God. (laughs) On the day before Thanksgiving, dude, it was. One of the best shows I've ever seen. It was so fucking fun. What is what's album was saves the day? Uh, is it called Stay What You Are? Hell yeah! No, 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 no. It's it was through being cool. I'm sorry, it was even oh, older. Okay, it was through being cool, and then I think I'm even more familiar with that one. Yeah. I love that album. Fucking ripped, and then say anything played uh, is a real boy, and was a real boy, and it was. It was amazing. I knew every fucking song. It was it was it was uh perfect. And then I saw um Manchester Orchestra dude played um <laughs> their album that has uh I've got friends on it. I forget what the album's called. But they opened a few times for Thrice in the zillions of times I've seen them. Oh and- really? 
like that provoked me to buy a couple of their albums. Love Manchester Orchestra. That may have been the best live sounding band I've ever heard in my life. They sounded so great. They're tight. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in a good way, you know? For sure. For sure. Fucking top notch. Say tight in sports, you know, a guy's gripping their stick too hard or whatever. Yeah, that's a bad thing. But no, I meant it in a good way. Well, we're moving in towards the last section of the episode. So we got to talk about sports. (laughs) (laughs) I could have talked way longer about music, too, because like. Oh, no, no, no. Just I had to say that so I didn't forget because I have okay. nothing written down. So we have to talk about the Flyers before the end of the episode. But I do want to hear about the concert. Did you have a good time? Oh, yeah. Had a blast. Like the Fillmore, I was talking about it with my brother. Like the, I, I have nostalgia for certain venues like the Kaput Electric Factory, the Troc. You know, I saw a lot of good shows there, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, like the Fillmore kind of puts them to shame. Yeah, because they're dumps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, at the time, it, it's like the vet, you know, mm-hmm. at the time, it's it's the Electric Factory was the venue every band played at that wasn't huge. You yes, know what I mean, exactly. Yeah. That's where I saw like real big fish for the first time. Yeah, that's a perfect (laughs) band that would play there. If you were seeing Newfound Glory, they're playing. I saw Taking Back Sunday and Saves the Day split bill at the Electric Factory. Super jealous. Before the second Taking Back Sunday album came out, that early of Taking Back Sunday, back when Adam could still sing, because you see videos now, it makes you sad. (laughs) I think I told you about that. Like I I saw him not too long ago and they're still fun but the songs are for the songs are eternal they're great songs but it is sad like you can just tell like he just doesn't have his voice anymore Uh, uh, uh. but i mean to that point like the lead singer of thrice i mean they've been doing this since like i don't know 2001 2002 Mm -hmm. and that guy's voice just doesn't seem to wear down that's great he does a lot of screaming yeah (laughs) um but yeah like just had a great time uh, what the hell was I going to say? Oh, uh, I the only time I saw Saves the Day, and the only time I've seen a band anything at Hershey, which was awesome mm. venue. I saw Saves the Day opens for Green Day opens for Blink One Eighty Two. Oh my god, <laughs> that was a legendary tour. I forget. Do you remember the name of the tour? I do not. But I yes. was there with uh, my buddy Brett and uh, two of his friends that uh blanking on their name, but we were all friends at Bloomsburg. Yeah. And it was summer after our first couple semesters. And we went and did like the Hershey park all day. Uh, and then saw the concert at night. Definitely didn't drink enough water during the day. <laughs> no. Cause we were like physically hurt by the end of that. There, and, what you just described would be a physical impossibility for me. Yes. Now. I would N- not never, never ever even <laughs> consider it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I could do one or the other. I could go to Hershey Hotel, sleep the entire day, then go to the concert, then go back to the hotel. That sounds fun to me. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? And then maybe the next day, go to the theme park. Oh, yeah. Sorry. The other thing I wanted to say, not even to the concert, but to Thrice in particular, like, I'd probably still consider them my favorite band. That's awesome. Um, And... It's totally like the hipster, you know, the nostalgia for me or the connection for me is that like hipster, I discovered them kind of thing. And I don't want to make it sound like that, but I had that experience where my brother, his girlfriend at the time, we went down to House of Blues in AC, which I think is no longer uh, to see specifically brand new. Mm -hmm. And we did. And they were awesome. But the band that opened for them was Thrice. And they played a shitload of songs that were definitely on Artists in the Ambulance. I mean, they played some other stuff because this is probably like 2000, circa 2005 or six. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of that, I, I'll never forget, like, you know, they finished their set and like they're going off stage. And I kind of look at Josh and his girlfriend and they're like, oh, we weren't really into that. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? They ripped. <laughs> and it was based on that that I like went just like Manchester Orchestra, like mm-hmm. based on that opening and like how much I was just vibing to all these songs I'd never heard before. I was like, I got to buy some of their albums. And the first album I bought was artists in the ambulance. Mm -hmm. 
today. I don't think it's my favorite album of theirs, but there's so much like time stamped onto every single song and like that period in my life. And ah, so it it was like such a fun trip down memory lane to see them play that album from start to finish. That's great. Was there an opener? There was. um, I was waiting for a couple friends, so I waited out in like the outside bar Mm -hmm. while the opener was on. I I forget what the hell they were called. Not a band you knew though. Not a band I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I could hear them. And was, they sounded like was the crowd rough? Did you get where you you know? Did you no, get in the pit? <laughs> I don't even know if there was much of a pit. Yeah. My move nowadays <laughs> is I go like I'm typically always buying general admission. Um, every once in a while, I like getting up in the balcony. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, but. I like to stand right in front of the soundboard because yeah, if you can if you get that seat. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's where the sound probably sounds best. It's yes. where they're mixing it. Um, yes. so, so that's where I was standing and people were just kind of like jamming out, having a good time, mm-hmm. but I, I'm, I'm like a little taller. I could kind of see down there and I didn't really see much of like a pit going on, but you know, the lead singer from time to time would remind them to take care of each other. So I guess there was a pit that I just couldn't see. Yeah. <clears throat> but no, I avoid the chaos now, but yeah, the, the crowd, I'd say it was more like my age-ish or even a little older kind of crowd. Uh, yeah. A lot of white, mostly white. Dudes. Very, f- yeah, mostly white dudes. Yeah. Beards. <laughs> yep. A lot of tattoos. Yeah. Hey. Um, yeah. No, I mean, no judgment. Just, yeah, that was like the demographic that was there. Mm-hmm. It's a, every. It's like a bunch of people that had your exact or very similar relationship with that album in their lives that were parallel to you <laughs> you know every version of you in the multiverse was totally <laughs> <laughs> that's what's that's the shared experience of music yep the pop disaster tour by the way is what we were talking about green day and blink 182 oh, god i'm so trying good. to think of times um where most recently, I, um, a couple summers ago, it was one of the <laughs> one of the COVID summers mm. because even though it was an outdoor venue, it was still masked. But uh, when I saw Phoebe Bridgers, uh, the band, so I um, it was out at the uh, that whatever the the amphitheater, the man. The man but not at the actual band part where you sit. It was like that backside stage where you stand. Yep. Which so, I guess they sell that or put put bands over there when they don't think they'll like fill up the amphitheater. Right. Well, Phoebe sold it out immediately. I was very right. lucky to get tickets. And um, I vaguely remember you talking about this on Two yeah, Dogs Monthly. I was there alone, took acid alone, and drove home. <laughs> Terrible. Um, <laughs> but so... She tweeted earlier that she'd come out this time for an opening performer. So I thought that was the only opener. So while they were on, I went around the side of the crowd, which you could, which is one of the good things about an open-air venue is there's more room. And then kind of got up on the guardrail, definitely to the side of the stage, but I'm on the guardrail. Like, I could see the stage right there. They left, and then I thought Phoebe was on next, but another band came out called Muna and it was like they kicked my ass song one started playing they came out and I was like holy fucking shit and I was like instantly I'm a huge Muna fan now this fucking rocks and um so that was great and that was this thing like seeing a band because you know you see a lot of times you just I wish the openers were not here. I just want to see the band I want to see and go the fuck home. But that was one where I became a fan and I had another one, but I've since lost it. So maybe it'll come back to me. I mean, since you'd said the, the magic of music, like that, that was the first concert I'd seen since definitely pre COVID. Yeah. And it it just immediately reminded me how much fun live music is. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, like I didn't get to experience the opener, but I've had those experiences other times where uh, <clears throat> I went to go see specifically um, with a friend, like my chemical romance mm-hmm. wasn't really into them. They were fine, but like 
that kill switch engage opened. Oh, nice. They're they're one of the openers, and like that was like one of the bands that was like, oh, I can I can like metal because yeah. I was like at that point in time I was like kind of transitioning out of like Guster, Death Cab for Cutie, Postal Service, like dashboard confessional like really pussy emo <laughs> i was gonna say the b word <laughs> <laughs> and then i like started to get into like the more pop punk i mean i was always kind of into the pop punk stuff mm-hmm. with like your blink 182s the world saves the day like we already said but then i like see kill switch engaged and i'm like or i was always like uh adverse to like true metal mm. and then i see kill switch engage i'm like holy shit they rock my dick off yes and then also senses fail were one of the openers oh and i was like yeah let's go that rocks <laughs> and and th- those were like same situation where both those performances made me go out and buy a couple albums and mm. like listen to them nonstop for like the next two months you know uh but yeah seeing thrice and i a lot of people that were at the show said the opening act that like kind of stunk. But like I said, I heard them and I thought they were pretty decent. Uh, it was only one opening act, but I don't know. Just like going to shows is fun. Mm-hmm. I know this is a topic you guys talk about on, you know, Doom Thugs Monthly because yeah. go ahead. Go I'm ahead. Every show I go to, I'm like, do I even like this? <laughs> sometimes, and then sometimes I do. Sometimes I'm like, I could, I don't know. I don't know if I like it. But I'm going to keep going. Well, I have a kid now, so that changes everything. But <laughs> Well, I guess that comes back to my point of being this close in proximity to Philly. Like I, I mm. That's one thing that maybe I want to explore more. Is Absolutely. Just not, not just going to Thrice and that's it. Like going just to the Fillmore because... Or even going like, to the smaller venues. Like, yep. Or, you know, you catch a, you know, you're fucking catch a song on xpn that day of an artist being interviewed in studio that's playing at kung fu necktie that night you're close enough where you could just like oh i'll just fucking and you don't have a kid unlike me you could just go check it out without having to fucking make plans (laughs) but yeah this is also making me think that you know we've been dead or tiptoeing around the idea of starting some sort of music-ish podcast. It's going to happen. Yeah. I think the players are... We got the players. We got the roster. <laughs> we just need Jim to, yep. take it, to make it happen. <laughs> Jim, I know you're a fan of the show. That's what we're <laughs> waiting on. You! Your kids are older. You know, they could watch yes. themselves. Speaking of players, speaking of rosters. Let's go. Yeah, what do you want to talk about, buddy? So today, <laughs> yep, it had to be on Pride Month that oh. Ivan Provorov and his religion get traded. The first move <laughs> of the Daniel Briere era. Do you think that was by design? What, that he moved Provy? I think in Pride Month? Right. N- no. I do like not. he could have moved um, Kevin Hayes. He could have moved Travis Konechny. There, there's plenty of moves that could have happened, but the first one. Right. I think that one happened because I think both parties wanted that one to happen the most. Like, I think Provy was all the way done here, and I think the organization was all the way done with him. So it's like, let's get it done. Yeah, and I, I vaguely remember him, Provy, that is kind of stating that he wanted out early ish in the season because that's when I was actually paying attention to the team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was before I tuned out because they were so dreadful. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. Sorry. I cut yeah. You off. And all the insiders and stuff are like, yeah, he wants out. The team wants him out. Something's going to happen. And, yep. you know, I don't even know any of the players because it doesn't really matter. Right. But I feel like the they got. What a first, second, and a conditional pick, a first round pick for Provy. I mean, Danny B, first first trade. I'm liking that. Yeah, and and players, and so, of course, all of my my Flyers friends were texting me today, and the majority of them were saying, you know, Flyers traded for a goalie. Does this mean Carter Hart's next? And right. I'm like. All right, they got a goalie in the deal. 
he was not the prized possession in this deal. That's, He's a very bad backup goalie. Right, right. That's the thing. It's like when a trade happens, the sexy part is the players because you see the because pl- that's what's you know going to happen. Now, I don't know anything about these players. You say he's a backup goalie. I don't know if the, they're NHL players or AHL players. I just know he got a solid package of picks, and he got some of the salary off the books, which is what you want. Yeah, so I think the goalie was involved because he had like a decent contract. So mm-hmm. Provy making the 6.7 or whatever it is he makes – to make the money work for LA, that is like LA had to give us some sort of salary. So I think that's why this goalie was involved. It's not that like the flyers fucking want this goalie, <laughs> right? He's just a, he's in the deal. He's a body in the deal. The picks are the, uh, is what you're fucking looking at here. Absolutely. That that's yeah. Cause I mean, think about it, you know, they got pro V for a first round pick Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was a high first round pick. I want to say he was like six or seven. Very high from the yeah, was, Kings. Yes. Yeah. He was pretty oh high. Oh my God. I saw the video of him getting drafted today and shaking hands with Mr. Snyder. It made me sad. Like it's, it's like, I'm glad he's gone because just simply because he wanted to be out so bad. And you know what? I don't think the majority of hockey players agree with my, um, I don't want to just say overall po- politics, but just like ideologies, you know? Yeah. But a guy that openly hates the gay community, fuck get him off. the fuck off my team. Yeah. Get him the fuck off my team. Fuck him. You know, it, it's like uh, when they took on Tony D'Angelo, that really bothered me. I didn't want that guy on my team. Um, it's like it's like the 2017 Eagles, the, another thing that made that team so special, or not, yeah, just awesome was that like they collectively came together and said, fuck you, Donald Trump. We don't want to come to the white house to like, receive any sort of adulation from you. You piece of shit. Yeah. Like, thank you. 2017 Eagles. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. But yeah, g- goodbye Provi. Um, but yeah, like, like you said, the, 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 the big haul were the draft picks, the players like that D man they got is actually like a decent defenseman. Good. But yeah, the, the, I'm looking at it right now. The the goalie makes five mil a year, so that's definitely why he was part of the deal. Does he have a huge amount of years left? No, it's this and the following. That's it, right? Um, I, someone retained salary. I think it was. So th- there was a third team involved too. Like the Blue Jackets were involved. Yeah. So maybe they like retains. I don't know how it all worked. Wait, but, didn't so which team did Provi go to? I think Provy is on the Kings. I thought he went to the Blue Jackets. <laughs> and I thought the Kings took 30% of his salary. Maybe I'm oh, wrong. That's... You got the computer up. Nope, you're right. Yep, yeah, he's he, on the Blue Jackets. He's a Blue Jacket. And the, got it. The Kings and the Blue Jackets are the only teams the Flyers trade with, by the way. <laughs> Danny Breers continued that legacy. Get them both involved. But still, the thing that I think is very positive is that this is a complicated three team deal mm-hmm. that seemed totally over the head of Chuck Fletcher. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is creative thinking like, yes, Provorov costs a lot of money. Like he still is a valuable player. Cause he eats a lot of minutes and he's like all that. He's de- yes. He's yes. decent. Yeah. Is he a number one? Probably not. Is he going to be, part of your team when you're legitimately looking to push in the playoffs no he's at a point in his career where he's too old for that his window to be productive in the years that we need a six million dollar a year defenseman to be productive are behind him and behind the team so and if he doesn't want to be here that's not going to be good for the locker room and he could fucking you know take his religion and shove it up his ass. <laughs> Fuck That's, him. I defended him so much. And yeah. then he just fucking totally lost me. Like all you got to do is fucking wear a fucking Jersey for five minutes, but you, you had to make it about your faith. Shut up. You're a pussy. And like, th- there's some people they will be like, you know, well, it's his religion. So blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, 
if that's what his religion is teaching him, it's wrong. Fuck that religion. Here's, like, I'm here's sorry. The end of it. You don't choose to be gay. You choose your religion. There's that's the difference. That's the only argument. It's settled. So he could eat shit. He's gone. Um, but yeah, nothing else has happened since we've been on the air. I did see some rumors that uh, I didn't uh, look into the you know how real the account was, but people are saying Carter Hart's on the move. Uh, who knows? So, like, I think there was some sort of <clears throat> WIP interview, or or there, there was something like on the record that you know Danny Breer said something to the effect to to let people know that Carter Hart's not untouchable. Yeah, nobody is. And, and nobody and should be. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Like this this team has been a tire fire for the past 2 years. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no one is untouchable. Um and I I'm fine with that. Like look, I really like Carter Hart. <laughs> the guy's turning 25 this summer. Yes. So, do I want him to stick around? Yeah. For sure. And he's but if, like he's a if, he's young enough where you could make the opposite argument of Provy. Like he could still be at his peak when they're when they need him to be because he's young enough. Like mm-hmm. by the time this team becomes good again, you would think it it's not going to be this next season. Mm-hmm. They'll probably be competitive, a little better the right. following <laughs> season. Yeah. So yeah, I, you know the, the the timeline or the ages are what matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I mean, if Edmonton comes calling up and is like, yeah, we'll give you our next two years of first round picks plus like Leon Dreisaitl for Carter Hart. All right. Obviously going to say, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, even if they called up and said, here's our next two first round picks for the next two years, you you might accept that deal. You know, I mean, why wouldn't you, even if you don't take them, you could, they're assets. They're, you know, accruing assets. And like I said, I mean, He's. I don't think he, there's people that are like he sucks. I think that's stupid. He's obviously good playing on a bad team with bad defense, but yes. you know he's one of the better players on your team. And if you're trying to build a team in the future, you got to move some good pieces to get the building blocks for your future. Maybe the guy was his name Arison. Maybe yeah. he's Samuel Arison. You know, he looks so good. And that was the other thing I thought with like the Cal Peterson coming back in the deal thing is that they might flip him immediately. They might buy him out. Right. Um, or they look at him as being an upgrade over the Felix Sandstrom or the Samuel Arson. But mm-hmm. I think the organization really likes Samuel Arson. Agreed. So, like, you know, th- this guy's not competing for Carter Hart's job. He's so an like, organizational depth goaltender. That's it. it, it. Just, it just frustrates me that like the fact that so many people texted me today to tie Cal Peterson to Carter Hart being traded is like where the fuck are you guys getting your information, man? Right. <laughs> like right. what? That's because like that's what the headlines are are yeah when it should be uh Provorov traded for picks and some other stuff. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. And like you know, most even just like avid Flyers fans are not the psychopath NHL fan that I am mm-hmm. who know who Cal Peterson is. Right. right. <laughs> you know, like when I saw that name, I knew exactly who it was. That's pathetic, but I knew Cal, old Cal Peterson. <laughs> but anyway, I you know, I the organization gets a clean slate for me. You know what I mean? They got new Jonesy in there with Briere. They get to, you know, write their own story. And if this is their first sentence in chapter one, so far so good for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it can't get much worse, right? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And I mean, they've said all the right things. They're saying they were one of the youngest teams last year. They said they're trying to get even younger, which is... You know, which means even worse. (laughs) Uh, But I can't fucking believe Chicago got the number one pick. They just, the last player of their fucking last great era just left this year, and they get the fucking number one pick? I smell some fucking something foul. You know what I mean? Fuck you. 
Well, I, even a conspiracy aside, like the fact that they had a number one pick is, I think, what most people were pissed off about is like all the bullshit that went down where right. they covered up like the sexual abuse. A bad organization with bad people. Fuck all. And they, they like, what did they, they get like penalized like a million bucks or it was like, it was some like pitiful money penalty. Nothing. Nothing. That like, come on, you're an NHL organization that million dollar fine or whatever is a drop in the bucket that's yes. not changing anything hit them where it hurts i mean look look what happens when like even you know in the nfl you have like the patriot scandals and they got stripped of picks mm-hmm. for like you know tampering and cheating type shit mm-hmm. and here you have a fucking huge sexual abuse scandal and you just say like pay a fine right <laughs> like what <laughs> yeah. all right <sighs> And, you know, I, it's tough to hold them all to the same standard, but, man, just it, – it's tough. I, I, I'm sorry. I said I'm a huge NHL fan. I should say I'm a huge hockey fan. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily love the NHL as a league. <laughs> right. It, it's tough for me to, like, talk people into liking the sport that I like because mm-hmm. it's so ridiculous at times. Once the Flyers are good again. Oh, God damn it. But yeah, like they do have some some nice pieces. Like Travis Konechny is legitimately really good. Mm-hmm. Is he a star? Maybe not that level. Can he carry a line? I don't think so, but he's really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, like Owen Tippett proved that he's a guy. Like he can play. That's one of the very good points that people smarter than me made about Jonesy coming in. Is that, you know, he sees everybody in the league and he can provide input on players like Tippett that are someone that, you know, maybe a change of scenery for X player will be just what he needs and he could be a high level player that you get. You know, I'm not going to say getting Owen Tippett was cheap. The Claude Giroux, the fucking, we got him for Claude Giroux, but still, he's looking like a. a what looked like a failure of a player in Florida is now looking like, you know, a a player, you know, with upside that you love to see. Yeah, I mean, you see the Florida's in the finals right now, and mm-hmm. part of the problem was that Tippett was kind of buried because yeah. they, they had guys They're too in good. The lineup that were above him. <laughs> yeah. You know, he he's too good to be on a third line. Mm-hmm. He should be in your top one or two lines, you know, yeah. and now he's getting that opportunity and he's, he's thriving. Um, the other guy that I think surprised a lot of people was Noah Cates. Yeah. He's kind of like a, he's kind of like a, not a poor man's, but he's like very similar to a Sean Couturier, maybe not with like as much offensive upside, but he, he's like a really good center. He's a player in the league. He's a solid like as soon as like it was one of those guys that comes in without a lot of fanfare, but it's like, oh, this guy is, you know, this is a guy you want on your team. He's a fucking, he's rock solid. And I think back to like the 2000, I think it was 16, 17 years that the Penguins won cups back to back. And you had down the center, you had Crosby and Malkin, like they've had for years. Mm-hmm. And then that third center and line was, uh, Nick Bonino, and that's also where they stashed Phil Kessel on the right wing, yeah. and they oh, and uh, Carl Hagelin, and they fucking thrived. Mm-hmm. Um, and even going back to the previous time they won the cup, I want to say it was '08. You had Crosby, Malkin, and then that third line center was Jordan Stahl. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't remember his wingers at that time, but still, like they just were. If you you, you can find a way to shut down. Definitely one line, maybe two lines. But if you're coming with a third wave of like decent offensive ability, man, that is really tough to defense. Yes. Yes. They've sucked me back in again. I'm excited <laughs> about the Flyers once again. By they? Was it just my little speech just No, <laughs> no, no. I've been I've been listening to every interview that DB and uh Jonesy have done. I'm I'm back, baby. Let's fucking go. And this and was course, an exciting move today. Yeah, and like, I get it. It does feel like a lot of the same inbred Flyers stuff with a couple of guys that used to work for the Flyers. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. I just think it's different. Like, feels different. It just does. Like, D- Danny, 
like he he's a smart dude. <laughs> like yeah. he went to fucking Penn yeah. and got his masters or whatever. I, I guess I should say Wharton. Yeah. Um, they I feel like they've been grooming him for a while for this role. And here's his shot. And yes, he also happens to be a flyer, but I also don't think he's got the like old school mentality of like Broad Street bully flyer in yeah. him. You know, he didn't build winners in the nineties. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and he's, he was also like a tiny player. Mm-hmm. He was a guy that like shouldn't thrive in the NHL and he did. So I feel like he will have an eye for that, like, you know, maybe smaller player or just, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> I'm stumbling over my I'm words now. You. I'm with you, but let's not, let's enjoy the summer first. Okay. Right. Before we get into autumn sports, but that's my time. I have to go. Cause I have a kid. Okay? You do. And I'm excited to hear that pop addled is back. Last I saw was a cryptic tweet about, uh, on hiatus until further notice. I didn't know what was going on. I just couldn't get a hold of Keenan. Like, <laughs> He he's very bad at communicating. <laughs> he just is. And I was like, I, I finally was at my wits end. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put this tweet out there just to put something out there. Yes. And then we finally got on the same page. And now I need to text him to say, Hey, release the episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's exciting. We look forward to that. And uh, yeah, I got to go. Thanks, Tim. Yeah. It was great to talk to you. Thanks everyone great for listening. Go feed your child. Yes, yes. He's going to be crying, I'm assuming. Anyway, (laughs) all right. Bye, everybody. Love you, buddy. Love you, too. Bye.